Good morning, Pentecostal Tabernacle. It is great to be here. I'm so excited to be preaching this morning. I first want to give a shout out to our pastors, Bishop Brian Green and our lovely Lady Carmen. Thank you so much for such a gracious introduction. I almost was like, oh, who, who, who are they talking about? Oh, oh, me. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak this morning. And I hope the two of you have had the opportunity to get some rest over the past couple of weeks. Um, I'm excited to share a word with you this morning, but uh, before I do that, uh, I do have a question for all of our young people under the age of 18. Each week, we ask all of our young people a question based off of last week's sermon. And the first person under the age of 18 to correctly answer that question and email it to families at ptspice.org will win a gift card, right? So that's exciting. So you guys ready? Okay, so last week, Brother Chris Hope preached about crossing over. And he talked about the five R's. So the question is, what is, what are the five R's? All right, good luck. And for all of us, I wanna start off by asking you, how many of you guys have heard the new Michelle Obama podcast? If you have, give me a thumbs up in the chat. I, I love this podcast, and if you haven't heard it, you can find it on Spotify. Um, it's great, in every single episode, she talks with a different a friend or family member, and they talk about relationships, but also the big topics and issues in our current world. And of course, her very first guest speaker is President Obama, and as they're talking together, they have this fascinating conversation about community. And, uh, and it's great because you get a little insight into their lives and how the value of community was instilled in their lives, but also um, they talk a lot about how, especially during this, these times, how we need community. We need to be watching uh, each other, not only in our neighborhoods, but as a country. We need to see ourselves as a big community and we need to take care of each other. So it's a great, it's a great listen. I highly recommend it. And as I was reading about this podcast, because I really loved it, I discovered that um, one of the reasons this podcast came into being was because of this current pandemic. So uh, Spotify, which many of you may know as a music streaming app, uh, they have this business model where uh, you can listen for free, but there are ads. And I guess this is a great business model uh, when they first started, but it was starting to lose steam over uh, in, in recent years. And, um, and then when the pandemic hit, it sort of all hit a wall because during this time, all these businesses were actually cutting their advertising budgets. And so Spotify was losing a lot of money really quickly. And Spotify had to try to figure out how to make money. And so they decided they were gonna take advantage of this moment in time where everyone is home, right? Just uh, streaming stuff, movies and music and podcasts, right? So this was the time to try to capture more listeners. And so they decided that they were gonna be the audio version of Netflix. They were gonna start generating their own content. And what they did is they started signing these exclusive deals with different celebrities, and Michelle Obama and her podcast 
was one of the deals that they made. And so in part, one of the reasons why we have the Michelle Obama podcast is because of this pandemic. And I think it's an interesting strategy for, for Spotify. I'm interested to see how it works out and if they need to keep pivoting and adapting in this moment of time in order to continue to make money. Uh, and I like this story a lot because I think it illustrates that during this pandemic, our whole world has changed. And after this pandemic has passed, um, I don't think everything is going to go back to the way that things were. And for many people and businesses and even churches, that if we don't adapt to this particular moment in time, we are really going to struggle and we're even going to fail during this time. And I know that this time has been very, very, very difficult for many, many people. Between a global pandemic that's robbed us of so much, our skyrocketing unemployment, police brutality, racial injustices, our hyper-polarized uh, society that we live in right now, where it just seems like everyone is at each other's throats, right? With everything going on right now, it's a wonder we can even get out of bed in the morning, right? <laughs> can I get an amen to that? Um, and to many of us, it just seems like our world has never been crazier, right? These seem like unprecedented times. In a lot of ways, they are, right? Because this coronavirus, this COVID-19, <clears throat> this is an unprecedented novel disease. We've never seen it before. But I do want to say that in a lot of ways, these are not unprecedented times, right? In the sense that throughout history, throughout our own personal lives, we have had to face major life-changing circumstances or challenges in our own lives. And throughout history, the people of God have had to try to figure out not only how to survive any huge life-changing challenges, but also how to thrive during those times, right? So if you are struggling in any way this morning during this time, the question I have for you is this. How does God want you to respond during these very difficult times? How does God want you to respond during these very difficult times? Well, the Apostle Paul offers us some wisdom, uh, and today we're going to look at uh, one of the letters he wrote to the church in Ephesus. It's in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. So follow along, please, if you will. Starting in verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Apostle Paul, as you may know, was one of the uh, early church's most important leaders. He planted many churches throughout the Mediterranean, but wherever he went, he was met with a lot of resistance and even persecution from the Jewish leaders or the Roman government because they were threatened 
by the message of Jesus. Of course, when Jesus was alive, they were very much threatened by Jesus himself. So Paul, just like Jesus, suffered quite a bit during his lifetime. He was stoned. He was beaten. He was driven out of cities. He was beaten and dragged out of cities and left to die. He was also thrown into jail. And we know that over the course of his life, he was thrown into jail at least three times that we know of in the Bible. And by the time Paul is writing the letter to the Ephesians, he's in prison for the third and last time. And he'll eventually, unfortunately, be executed by being beheaded. So Paul is no stranger to difficult times, right? And in his letter to Ephesians, he's offering some divine wisdom born out of his own experiences having to go through the most difficult times he's ever experienced. And today, I want to sum up this passage into three Ps. Make it easy. Three Ps. And the three Ps we're going to talk about today are perseverance, purpose, and praise. Perseverance, purpose, and praise. So let's start with perseverance. Starting in verses 15 and 16, this is what Paul says. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Now the contrast between fools and those who are wise, this is part of a long tradition through scripture, and particularly in the book of Proverbs. Fools are oftentimes portrayed as being wicked or lazy, unwilling to change, stubborn, right, stupid. And here are a couple of verses in Proverbs, just to give you a, a sampling. Uh, Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools do not want to listen to wisdom. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes. He thinks he's the only person who's right. But a wise man listens to advice. And my favorite, Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. <laughs> I love that one. So Paul is saying here, follow the path of wisdom. Don't be a fool. Follow the path of wisdom and make the most of every opportunity during these evil times. In other words, what Paul is saying is, seek God. Don't give up. Ask for help. Be willing to adapt and change to make the most of every opportunity during these evil times. No matter what the world throws at you, be willing to change. Paul wrote in Galatians, let us not become wary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9, Paul is saying, don't give up. Keep pressing on. And if you don't give up, we will reap the harvest. We will receive our reward. No doubt about it. During Paul's lifetime, he was confronted with a lot of evil, and he suffered greatly because of his work for God. But no matter what Paul faced, he figured out how to continue to bless people and teach about Jesus. Amen? When Paul was nearly beaten to death in one city, he didn't give up. He got up, he went to another city, and he preached the gospel there. When he was imprisoned, what did he do? He blessed the prison guards because that's who was there to bless. Acts chapter 16, check out the story with Paul and Silas. A really fun story of how he blesses the prison guards. 
each time he's in prison, right, he can't do what he normally does. What would he love to do? He would love to travel from city to city talking about Jesus, planting churches. He can't do that. So what does he do? He makes the most of the opportunity that he has when he's in jail. He writes letters. In fact, during his time in jail, he writes Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, 2 Timothy. It's arguable that Paul's, one of Paul's greatest legacies are the letters that he left behind because during that moment in time, he was quarantined. <laughs> he had to socially distance himself, right? But he did not let that stop him. He figured, this is what I can do in this moment in time. I will write letters, right? Somebody gave me an amen to that. Today, there is a lot of evil and foolishness even in our world today, right? Amen? <laughs> Make no mistake about it. This pandemic is evil. It is from the devil. This pandemic has taken many lives. So many people have lost their lives because of COVID-19. So many people are struggling economically right now. So many people are suffering from loneliness or grief or depression because of all this social distancing and all these things that are happening in our world today. On top of that, we are not only dealing with a pandemic of a virus, as Bishop says, we are dealing with a pandemic of racism and police brutality right now. So many of us, including Bishop, who in his heartfelt message to us last week, just expressed so much anger, so much frustration, and so much sheer exhaustion. But no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what challenges you're facing right now, remember the words of Paul during his darkest times. This is what Paul said, 2 Timothy 1.7. He writes this, For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, a spirit of anxiousness, a spirit of worry, a spirit of timidity. No, God has given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of sound judgment, clear thinking, self-control, having our wits about ourselves, right? Thinking about how we can make the most of every moment right now during these evil times. So just like Paul, as long as you have breath, don't give up. Keep looking for opportunities to keep moving forward. Be strong in the Lord. Keep pressing on. Somebody give me an amen. Give me an amen in that chat. Now, I, I do understand that for some people listening to me right now, this might seem like an empty pep talk, right? My words might seem pretty hollow because you are struggling right now. You are feeling paralyzed. You are experiencing grief or depression right now because of everything going on in our world. And for you, I want to encourage you to seek help, right? Because that's what the wise person would do in this situation. Seek help, seek counsel. So if you go to our website, ptspice.org, you will find lots of resources there. You'll find something called Stephen Ministries, which is a ministry which will uh, pair you up with another person, and that person will walk alongside with you and care for you one-on-one -on -one throughout your time of, of uh, struggle right now. You'll find opportunities to get prayer. You'll find opportunities to join a small group. If you're not in a small group right now, because right now is not the time to be alone, you need to be with other people. There are all these other resources on ptspice.org. And if you still need more help, I do encourage you, please, 
try to find a professional counselor to help you during these times because that's what the wise person would do. The wise person would reach out. Get back on firm footing right now. That's what the wise person would do. And for all of us that want to keep fighting the good fight, I want to share a short video with you. Um, this is a short video, and the speaker is Simon Sinek. Uh, he's an author and a speaker. You may be familiar with him because he's got one of the top 10 most watched TED Talks right now. And in this talk, he's actually not giving a TED Talk or, or even speaking to a big audience. He's actually in a staff meeting. And of course, during this time, it's over Zoom. And so he's doing a Zoom staff meeting, but he's talking about this idea of reinventing ourselves, particularly during this moment in time. And I thought it was really inspiring. I wanted to share it with you. It's pretty short. So please join me in watching it. I just did a, 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 a um, a, web, a, a, a podcast interview with some folks in Australia, and they were pushing me very hard to try and explain how the infinite mindset helps in times like these. And I had a thought on that call that I wanted to share with everybody, which is these are not unprecedented times. <clears throat> there are many cases, lists of cases, where change or uh, something unexpected has put many companies out of business and made other companies come out stronger and reinvent themselves. The invention of the internet put many, many companies out of business. The ones who could not reinvent their companies for the internet age, but rather double down on the old way they did business. Um, every video store is out of business because, uh, because of streaming and they couldn't reinvent themselves. When Starbucks moved into neighborhoods, many, many companies went out of business Many coffee shops went out of business, not because of Starbucks, but because they refused to change the way they did business. They still had an old ripped up couch when you had a better product. Uber is putting taxi companies out of business, not because of Uber, it's because the taxis refuse to change. This is not unprecedented. The fact that something new and this more sudden, absolutely, more shocking, absolutely, without a doubt, but this is not unprecedented in the business world. And so for us to say, not how do we do what we're doing, but rather, how will we do what we're doing in a different world? And the world is different. And, 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 I, and the thing that I said on, on, on this interview was, it's the companies that have been investing in will and, have it, and having an infinite, infinite mindset for a long time, that will come out of this stronger because they're prepared, Some of, many of them were saving money as opposed to giving out huge fat bonuses to everybody and spending all the money. And the will of the people is high to figure out a way through it. The ones that are struggling the most are the ones that spent all their money, saved nothing, appeased Wall Street, um, and the will of the people is low that people are in survival mode rather than reinvention mode. It's the companies that, with an infinite mindset that are re reinvention mode, it's the companies with a finite mindset that are in survival mode, regardless of how much money they have. It's the mindset. How are we going to get through this versus how are we going to change to get through this? So I feel so optimistic because we're thinking about the future. We're in a dark tunnel, but there's a light over there. I don't know how far away that light is, but I can see it. But we're in darkness now, but when we come out of there, we will have a better train a different train. We will be a completely different business. Some of us will have different jobs by the time we get out of this. And that's our opportunity. The opportunity is what will we be, not how do we preserve what we have.
That's an infinite mindset. So during this time, don't be in survival mode. Reinvent yourself. Keep pressing on. Make the most of every opportunity during these evil times. Amen? So number two, purpose. Continuing on, verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, this point here is important regardless of the pandemic, right? So my son, he's 15 years old, Evan, and uh, when he was much younger, uh, a group of us men, we got together and we started to explore, what does it mean to be a man of God? What does it mean to follow God? And what does it mean to raise our sons as men of God, right? And so one of the things that we did is we held a ceremony at the end of our time together just the dads and the sons. And I love this picture. I love all these men. I love all these sons. Uh, what a wonderful time. And not that dads and daughters are not important or that we can't do special things with our sons, but there is something special about a group of men speaking into the lives of the boys in our community. And during that ceremony, we made commitments to each other, the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. And some of, one of the commitments that we made to our sons is that we committed to helping our sons to find their purpose in life and to discover the God-given gifts that God has given them in order to achieve their purpose. Because I believe that every single person is uniquely created, right, by God to live a very purposeful life and given God-given gifts that will help to reach their purpose and to help the world to connect with God and his peace, his prosperity, and his beauty for our world, amen? Finding what God has created you for, discovering your gifts, this should be one of the top priorities in your life. And once you find your purpose, then no matter what happens in the world around you, you still know what your life is about. The pandemic may have changed your way of life but it shouldn't necessarily change your purpose. What it might do is it might change how you accomplish your purpose, definitely, right? Just like Paul had to keep adapting and pivoting in order to share about Jesus and bless other people and how Spotify had to pivot in this moment in time in order to try to get more listeners. If you're struggling right now because you don't have a solid sense of your purpose and gifts, then maybe, maybe one of the gifts that God is giving you during this time where you have some extra time at home is to start the journey of discovering what your purpose is and what your gifts are. You know, Bishop recently shared with us that he felt like God was clearly telling him that it wasn't time for our church to meet in person, even though there are a bunch of churches that are doing so. And being here this morning, has been an affirmation that what a blessing it is to be in church and to be able to experience worship together. Thank you so much, worship team. You guys were awesome, and I felt the Holy Spirit as you guys were playing. So, um, but right now is not the time to um, be meeting in person. And he felt like God was saying that because um, God is doing some amazing things with PT right now while we are online right now. And I don't think that God is quite done with us just yet. 
You see, PT is more than just about meeting in person for a church service. Our purpose as a church, our mission statement, is to restore broken lives. And right now we are seeing how God is doing that in really amazing ways through our online presence, right? I mean, this is Sunday service that we're in right now. It is being broadcast, and we have people who are tuning in all over the country, all over the world in this time. That wasn't the case before. We are reaching more people right now through our Sunday services than ever. Um, our online prayer times have seen this huge record attendance. Our morning prayer times, usually if we have 10 or 15 people on a morning prayer, it's a, it's a large group. Now, that's a small group. Our social justice prayer times are booming as we're all coming together and, and interceding for social justice during this moment in time. Our midnight prayer, uh, people are praying way past the time that we're supposed to be praying, not because they feel obligated to do it, but because they are seeing God moving in their lives in a very powerful way. And we are seeing so many people joining our prayer times that didn't before when we were doing it in person. Our small groups, we're all meeting online right now, but our small group attendance has been growing and growing and growing during this time. So God is doing some amazing things and he's still working. He hasn't quite worked it all out yet, right? And I'm sure that we will be going back into uh, church in person. It's not a matter of if, I'm sure it's a matter of when. We will be, but what we've discovered over these past six months is that God has blessed us with technology and we're reaching more and more people. And when things go back, I don't think we're gonna go 100% back to the way things were before, right? We're going to start incorporating some of this amazing technology because we're discovering new and powerful ways that we can restore broken lives. Can someone give me an amen to that? So God, so Paul has, Paul has encouraged us to persevere. He's encouraged us to find and live out our purpose. And now Paul wants to encourage us to praise. Starting in verse 18, this is what Paul says. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul's first starting off by saying that we should not be filled with drunkenness, but the Holy Spirit. And at one level, Paul is speaking about the problem of drunkenness during this time because this was a big problem, particularly in the pagan culture of the day. So people would, uh, they believed, a lot of pagans believed that if they got drunk or if they had all these other wild excesses, that that would be how they could reach a higher state of consciousness and commune with these pagan gods. And what Paul is saying is, is that's all bunk, right? He's saying that there is nothing but the Holy Spirit that can truly fill us up with the peace and the joy and the power of God that we are looking for. Amen? In fact, Paul uses the imperative tense here when he says, be filled. In other words, it's not optional. It's a command. Be filled. We are commanded to fill ourselves up if we're to live with purpose and perseverance. Amen? Now, I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick story. A few years back, our... Uh, uh, remember, there was a really bad snowstorm, uh, a record you know, amount of snow in 2015, right? Terrible. And so our condo association, we got wise, we bought a snowblower, so we didn't have to keep shoveling all that snow. 
And after we were done with it, we put it away, and we thought we put it away nice and safe. And the next winter, we pulled it out, and we tried to start it, and it wouldn't start. And we couldn't figure out what we did wrong, because we did everything we thought we were supposed to do. And we finally discovered that what we did is we went to the gas station, and we used the fuel that you get at the gas station. We didn't know, hey, you need fuel, snowblower, get fuel from the gas station. What we didn't realize is that the fuel that you get from the gas station, it's got something called ethanol in it. And I'm sure very smart people know this. I did not know this. And so ethanol, they put that in gas because it helps to reduce air pollution. But the problem is if you don't use it, it very quickly starts to get all gunky and it will destroy your engine. So if you don't drive your car after a couple weeks or a couple months, the ethanol will start to damage your car. And so what we needed to use, we discovered, was something called, get this, true fuel. You can get this at the hardware store. It's 100% fuel, and I think you can get where I'm going with this, because it turns out that the type of fuel you use is not only important to make sure that our engine, our spiritual bodies, are running at its optimal performance, but also so that our engines can run for the long haul, can persevere, right? And just like any engine, we need to be filling ourselves up with the true fuel, right? The true 100% Holy Spirit fuel. Somebody give me an amen to that. And Paul says here that the way that we activate this true fuel, this 100% Holy Spirit, is through praise and thanksgiving. Notice in verse 19, he says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Not only are we to engage in corporate praise, because it says singing songs amongst yourselves, plural, but also in our personal time with God in our hearts. Praise is what actually activates the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, amen? And just as important as praise is expressing gratitude and thanksgiving to God. It's so important to Paul that he writes about this several other times in all of his letters, including this one here, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Paul says, in every situation, no matter the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God. That's interesting. This is the will of God, to give thanks for you in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks, according to Paul, is not is part of God's will, right? In other words, if we want God and the Holy Spirit in our life, we have to give thanks. And during those difficult times, when it's hard to be grateful, I found this great quote I wanted to read because I felt like it, it really said something wise. It said, this is from Ruth Bell Graham. She says, we can't always give thanks for everything. And that's true. We can't always give thanks for everything. But we can always give thanks in everything, right? We can't give thanks for everything, but we can give thanks in everything. So during this time, to activate the Holy Spirit in your life, there's three things that I want you to do. Three practices to do. Number one, gather together with others. Obviously, it's going to be online during this time, and worship God regularly. Now, maybe that's here in our Sunday morning services, maybe it's with a small group, but we need to be getting together with other people and worshiping God corporately. 
right? Number two, spend time with God each day. And each of us, I think, has a unique way that we connect with God. Um, and so uh, we want to just spend time with God in a way that really fills us up with God. Um, and if you're struggling to figure out uh, how to do that, I'll just throw out one idea. During this quarantine time, I actually have discovered a great app. It's called D365, and you can find it online at d365.org, or you can just download it on your phone if you search for D365. It's actually made for students, but I actually have found it to be really inspiring and encouraging and even challenging. And it can only take five minutes, or you can actually spend quite a bit of time just meditating on these really powerful words of scripture, but also of this devotional that someone writes. And there's really lovely music that plays that you can really just soak in and meditate uh, while you're doing that. So if you're looking for something, just throw that out as something to try. And the last thing I want you to do is I want you to give thanks to God out loud for three things each day, no matter how big or small. But it's gotta be out loud, it's gotta be to God, you gotta be thankful to God, and it's three things. So it could be something really profound, or it could be something really small, like thank you so much for this beautiful weather, thank you so much, I'm still healthy, thank you so much for coffee, I love coffee, whatever it might be. The act of, of actually verbalizing and speaking out loud our gratitude has power to activate the Holy Spirit. And by making sure that we're maintaining our spiritual engine on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, we will find that we will be supercharged to be able to pursue our purpose and with perseverance. In Michelle Obama's second podcast, she um, interviews Michelle Norris, who's a reporter, and they're talking about the uh, pandemic. And this is what Michelle Norris says. I, I love her quote. She says this. We're all going through a significant period of evolution, and it means there's an opportunity in that. It feels burdensome right now because so much has been taken from us. But there's such an incredible opportunity to decide how you want to show up in the new world. Because it will be a new world. And my greatest hope is that we don't reach for normal. We reach for better. I love that. We don't reach for normal. We have to reach for better. So during these tumultuous times, my prayer is that each one of us would rise above these challenging times and we would reach for better. Hold on to Paul's exhortation to persevere, to find and live out our purpose, and to make sure that we are filled with the Holy Spirit through praise and thanksgiving. Amen? Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that no matter what is happening in the world around us, you are our constant. You give us the Holy Spirit to help us to persevere and to find and live out our purpose. We're sorry for the ways we turn away from you. We just forget about you when we're struggling, when we should be turning towards you. Forgive us, God. For those who are struggling during this time, I pray for your spirit of peace and comfort for them. I pray that they would find the support and help they need to get back onto firm footing right now. Fill us all, Lord, with more of your Holy Spirit. Help us to rise above these challenging times. 
And right now, for anyone watching who wants to take that first step in saying yes to Jesus, welcoming Jesus into your life, you can say this prayer with me now. God, I am tired of doing this all by myself. Forgive me for trying to live my life on my own terms. I want to say yes to Jesus and find out what your purpose is for my life. I open my heart and hands to you, Jesus. Come, please come into my life and grant me peace and joy and comfort and strength and purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you are one of those who prayed that you wanted to welcome Jesus into your life, would you let us know, please? Would you please email us at mail at ptspice.org? We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to have someone come alongside of you during your spiritual journey as you began following Jesus. So please do let us know at ptspice.org. And for all of us, let's open our hearts, let's hold out our hands, and be ready to receive the blessing from one of our elders. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this service was a blessing. We want you to know that we are here for you. If you desire us to pray with you, please go to ptspice.org forward slash pray for me, where you can join our post-service prayer room or submit a written prayer request. 